Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, it's Mixtape 30, you guys, and we have another playlist of covers and the same guest. I'm back, baby. <laughs> uh, Dan Richter is back on the show because I asked him to. Here I am. And here he is. And we are doing 60s covers this week, which I actually thought you would dig. Yeah, totally. There you go. There was a big trend, particularly in the 1980s, to cover a lot of 60s songs. Sure. And it feels like that's kind of what happens. Roughly two decades after something is popularized, then we sort of come back and do yep. it all again. That's right. In the 70s, you had Happy Days and Grease and all of that stuff. We loved the 1950s. In the 80s, we did the same for the 60s. And, and in so about on. 20 years, we can get reminiscing about a global pandemic. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be great. People right now are being nostalgic for dressing like Ja Rule. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> We're going to wear that uh, denim on denim, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears yes, outfit later today. It's going to be great. Because we're nostalgic for 20 years ago. <laughs> and that was 20 years ago. Oh, it hurts. All right. It really hurts. So now that we've really set the stage yeah. for what we're about to do here. These are 60s covers, and a lot of them are songs that came out in the 80s for exactly the reasons we just outlined, mm -hmm. but not all of them. So we're going to start with one of my favorite covers of all time. I find this song to be particularly inspiring when I work out. I know I'm the only person who is running to the Bangles' Hazy Shade of Winter, but I don't care. <laughs> I just love it. So that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with Hazy Shade of Winter by Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Put out in 66 on bookends, and then the Bangles covered it in 83 for the Less Than Zero soundtrack. Mm. It was a Great movie. movie. Yeah, you never saw no, it. You no, never Dang saw it. it. <laughs> Andrew McCarthy, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Soundtrack produced by Rick Rubin. That guy. <laughs> He's everywhere. What can't he do? <laughs> and uh, the Bangles covered Hazy Shade of Winter. They actually took out one of the verses, so it's an incredibly short song, which is another reason I like to run to it. There you go. Because yeah. I can just be like, I'm, running. I'm just going to run just this song. It's got that good driving drum beat, though. I mean, I get it. And a ton of cowbell. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Who doesn't love to run to cowbell? <laughs> that, that doesn't create a bunch of conflict issues. <laughs> Bring it on in, <laughs> Fanny. <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> uh, this may be a mixtape and therapy session this week. <laughs> Here she comes. Donk, 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 donk. <laughs> I hate myself and I hate running, but I love the Bangles' Hazy Shade of Winter. So let's do that one. It's the 60s covers mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU. Ride the pony, Dan. Oh, my goodness. That's that's just a fun song that means God knows what. Well, I'll tell you what. So Tommy James and the Shondells originally recorded that in 68. Um, Billy Idol covered it in 1981. Billy Idol gets it. You know, Billy Idol, that's a surprising turn, I think. I mean, what an interesting cat. That's that's what he's going to go on. <laughs> Moni Moni? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Big, scary punk rock guy who covers Moni Moni. Moni Moni. He made it more rockin'. That's another thing with a lot of these covers is they started out not that rockin', and then the people who covered it made them more rock and sure. roll. Moni Moni is a weird deal. So uh, when Tommy James and the Shondells originally recorded Moni Moni, they wanted to do something that was kind of catchy. So there were a lot of groups out there in the mid to late 60s who had these just catchy things that people can like sing and shout and so tommy james and the shondells were looking for something like that couldn't think of anything so look out the window and see the mutual of new york building which was abbreviated m-o-n-y on the side of the building hence moni moni the other thing i love about the billy idol cover of moni moni is how we all just learned this dirty thing to oh, shout yeah. when Moni Moni was on at sporting events and high school dances. Yeah, it's like uh, first week of you know freshman year, they're doing football games. You show up and the band's playing they're like, Moni Moni and all of a sudden you're like, oh. Let's let's do what and do what? <laughs> and then what? from then on, you know every time. You, you gotta, to you gotta it. shout it. And it was like, one of the first things you learn, you learn your locker combination and you learn the dirty thing to shout during <laughs> Moni Moni. And so a bunch of high school dances like wouldn't let the DJs play Moni Moni because they're, Man. I knew, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I know it's like a frat guy at a Rage Against the Machine concert. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> is doing something that shouldn't exactly. be done here. <laughs> uh, amazing. Going Moni down. Moni Moni. Okay. For the last couple covers mixtapes that you've been on, I've been trying to avoid Weezer's Teal album. Right. Because it's just so easy to steer into. Exactly. It's a recent release. Big hit. Big hit. We love Weezer. Mm -hmm. But we can't have Weezer every week. It's a little on the nose. That said, we do have Weezer this week. Finally. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Some respect. (laughs) So the Teal album is all covers, and it came out in 2018, I think. 2017, 2018. It has a really great cover on it. The Turtles, Happy Together. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect song for the Weezer vibe, and they've been playing that live for many, many years. They played it live when I saw them back in Pershing Auditorium 20 years ago. Uh So they've been doing it live for a long time, so it's cool that they recorded it and put it out. Okay, Happy Together. Originally by the Turtles in 1967, covered, covered well. By Weezer yeah. in 2018. This is Happy Together on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. If I should call you up, invest a dime, and you say you belong to me and ease my mind. Imagine how the world could be so very fine, so happy together. It had to be the only one for me. 
90.3 KRNU back to the mixtape and 60s covers this week. We did 70s covers. We did 80s covers. Mm-hmm. Did Neil Young covers. I, I was excited about 60s covers this week because I found a couple of them that I really, really love. And then a couple of them that are so wild. And you're like, I can't believe this happened. And I can't believe people were excited about it. <laughs> but now I hear it and I'm so nostalgic for it. Re David Lee Roth. Yes. <laughs> My guy. (laughs) Diamond Dave covering California Girls for the Down and Out in Beverly Hills soundtrack. I don't even like Van Halen. I don't care about Van Halen, but I am a David Lee Roth fan, and that is a fact. Okay. He's just undeniable. He's so effervescent, and (laughs) and he just gives no rats about anything. None. Except for California Girls. He cares deeply for California (laughs) Girls. I know he does. He you know, the guy's just having a good time. He just wants to make music that's fun. And frankly, I don't know why Eddie couldn't handle that. Honestly, he's like if Gallagher was in a band. <laughs> like he's wearing <laughs> roller skates oh, yeah. and he's got suspenders on. He's a prop comic rock star. And that's I a good way to look at it. Love it. I do love it. I love it. So DLR, Diamond Dave, <laughs> covered California Girls in the early 80s. I think it was like 83 or 84. And it's originally by the Beach Boys, who took it much more seriously Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. 1965. Uh, that one was on Summer Days, parentheses, Summer Nights, two exclamation oh, points. Wow. Mm-hmm. Summer two. days, lay at home in bed and be depressed. Summer nights, lay at home in bed and be depressed. Two exclamation points. <laughs> the Brian Wilson story. The Brian Wilson story. <laughs> I did not know this, but according to the esteemed Wikipedia, the Beatles back in the USSR was like a parody of all of these songs of like California girls. And there was another song. That, I did that they not referenced. know that, but it makes perfect sense. It, it's I'm actually a little ashamed that I did, just didn't listen to it and go oh they're making fun of that right because there were kind of a big crop of songs around the same time that were about america right were very about like certain parts of america or loving america america and especially since it's so diametrically opposed using the ussr as the country and i'm like and i have listened to that song and thought before now how much were the beatles really going to the ussr it was kind of a closed country at that point were they going a lot right Do, do they have a good point of reference you don't know how lucky you are Back in the USSR. So so it makes perfect sense that they were throwing shade at those other songs or or just kind of poking fun at the the prospect. So I I think that's hilarious. Dan Richter is with me and we are talking about 60s covers. Here's the interesting thing about Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon by Urge Overkill. They recorded it for their album, I think it was called Stull, in 92. And then Quentin Tarantino heard it and was like... Yes. You're going to put it on my thing. You're going to put it on my thing, and it's going to become very, very famous on the Pulp Uh Fiction Uh, I bet it did better on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack than on the Urge Overkill (laughs) studio album. No offense to those guys. I think Urge Overkill slays. But I mean, yeah. Pulp Fiction was a big deal. It was a big deal. Um, So that Urge Overkill cover of the Neil Diamond classic was on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. So originally done by Neil Diamond, this is Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon by Urge Overkill. On the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. I love you so much, can't count all the ways I've died for you, girl, and all they can say is he's not your kind. They never get tired of putting me down, and I never know when I come around who I'm gonna find. Surely it would Baby, how can I could Now it's a 
to the mixtape 1960s covers this week and there's kind of we've got some 80s stuff going on we've got 90s and we even have some currents uh that one a cover of elvis's i can't help falling in love came out in 2017 and was from beck nice i love that song it's a good one and Mm -hmm. a lot of people are more familiar with the ub40 cover yes also for a movie soundtrack that was for sliver interesting yeah and I have noticed when I was compiling this list that a lot of these covers were made for soundtracks. Right. We've talked about this, how a lot of bands do tons of covers live, but don't necessarily record them. So they've already been playing these covers and they're interested in these covers, but they just don't fit on a regular studio sure. album. So then you get the opportunity to record something for a soundtrack and you're like, okay, here's where we can do a weird cover. But this one was for a TV show Ooh. soundtrack because movies are TV and TV exactly. is movies now. Yep. The Man in the High Castle. Oh, yeah. I've seen that on my uh, Amazon suggestions. Never watched it, though. That's correct. It is a Prime original. You know, Prime has a bunch of good shows, but they just, I don't know, they don't do a good job of pushing them or advertising them. And the... Maybe they're too busy advertising literally everything else to you. <laughs> now that I know that uh, Beck is involved, I might have to check it out. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's about Scientology. Um, But I do think Beck is about Scientology. You know, that's interesting. I've heard Beck kind of waver back and forth about his Scientology. And maybe he's just like, yeah, I know know you guys think it's weird. I I don't want to say it out loud. I've got like some people I can talk to about that. You're not one of them. Anyway, Beck's great. And that cover, (laughs) that cover of I Can't Help Falling in Love came out in 2017. It was originally recorded by Elvis for Blue Hawaii in 61. Of course, it was not written by Elvis. Many of these 60 songs, really early 60 songs in particular, are not written by the people no, who recorded no, them. No, the artists writing songs, writing their own songs, didn't really become a thing until later in the 60s, inspired by the folk movement and Dylan and all that stuff. Simon and Garfunkel wrote their own songs. Right, but that was later in the 60s. Elvis is like, I don't have time for that. Elvis is like, a hunger, hunger. I ain't writing no songs. That was a terrible impression. <laughs> I don't even know why I went for it. I don't even know why you did either. He's like, it's not I- like I ever try one on. <laughs> Is this the first time? <laughs> I've known him for like 25 years. It's the first time I've ever heard you attempt it. And I'm glad you did it in front of a microphone. <laughs> so here's one that I did not know was a cover. And you probably did because oh. you're a bigger fan than I am. And that is R.E.M. Superman. I did not know it was a cover. It's a cover. It's a cover. And once again, that makes sense because I'm like, this song 
seems weird in R.E.M.'s catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cover. Tell and me about it. It's from Life's Rich Pageant, which came out in 1987, but it was originally done by The Click in 69. They are a band <clears throat> from Texas. If you listen to the original, it sounds exactly like the cover. The way that they recorded oh, it course, was different, yeah. so the you can barely hear the vocals. That's one thing that I was struck by in the original. In the R.E.M. version, the vocals are like right on top yeah, of the mix. Yeah, because you, you want to have that awesome Mike Mills and Michael Stipe harmony going on. But the click did not have a Mike Mills or a Michael Stipe. Nobody has a Mike Mills. Nobody has a Mike that's, Mills. That's the guy right there. <laughs> I love him. Now, what I read was that Michael Stipe did not want to do this cover. Really? But Mike... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more <laughs> about Michael Stipe not wanting to sing Superman. Peter Buck and Mike Mills and Bill Berry did want to do it, Mike Mills in particular. And I think if you listen to REM's version of Superman, He's you're so like, so happy when he's singing it. I know. It's like his favorite thing. <laughs> I think it was the fight he won. Way to go, Mike. He was like, I'm dying on this hill. We're <laughs> recording this. And they did. And it's a great song. But yeah. you're right. It It's never fit in for me right. in the R.E.M. catalog. And I didn't know why. And now I know because yeah. it's a cover. Excellent. Let's listen to it. And you can listen to how uh, Mike Mills is right on top of the mix. <laughs> this is R.E.M. It's Superman on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Now whatever happened 
to the mixtape a song we all know and some of us love brown eyed girl oh <laughs> you know it's one of those songs when you hear it when you're like 14 you're like music could never be better so pure and perfect and relatable and wonderful and then you hear it 50 million times and you want literally anything else and you want literally anything else until you hear a cover that like re-excites you for brown eyed girl especially a cover that is so weird and different than the original (laughs) from real big fish (laughs) that's right the the real big fish are fun they covered brown eyed girl in 2009 for fame fortune and fornication their album which was not what van morrison's album was called I think when you're in a like a SoCal ska band, a you can do a ton of covers, but also you just don't have to take them seriously no, at all. No, it's just about fun. Because nobody has like a expectation of your seriousness. No, no, there's no artistic trying to tell you anything or change your outlook on a particular subject. No, they just want you to have a good time. Unless it's like checkered pants and plaid (laughs) shoes or something. You should already have a good attitude about those things coming into a real big fish experience. Van Morrison originally did uh, Brown Eyed Girl in 1967 for the album Blowing Your Mind! Ow! Exclamation point. Man, and he was. (laughs) In the 60s, there are a ton of album titles that have exclamation points. Yeah. And... I am very here for that. I am pro exclamation point. So Real Big Fish did that one for a regular album, if you could call a Real Big Fish album a regular album. This next cover was done for a soundtrack, once again, for the Final Fantasy XV soundtrack. You heard me. I'm familiar. You heard me. As if I don't listen to the Final Fantasy XV soundtrack all day. Well, yeah. I mean, you barely have time for the Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack. <laughs> How do you shoehorn it in? <laughs> There's been so many, so many covers of this Benny King classic Stand By Me. Yeah. Uh, originally came out in 61. It's well covered. But the band that covered it for the Final Fantasy XV soundtrack, as well you know, because you're a big fan, is Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine are an English indie rock band formed in 2007. How about that? Yeah. Where are they from? London. Lead singer Florence Welch. Yes. The thing about Florence's voice is it's just kind of like, it's beautiful, but it has the spooky quality that I think makes it great for soundtracks. Yeah. You know, when you look them up, information about them, and it lists their genres, indie rock, obviously, but it also lists Baroque pop. And I feel like <laughs> there's that really- You're like, encap- you know what? 
I get it. Baroque pop. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, that sounds mm-hmm. right. But yeah, the, the machine is a huge group of folks. I mean, you've got like seven or eight people in the band. So that makes sense. It's a lot of folks. In so the it's machine. not just like a like a fulcrum type. Of no. Machine. Stand by me. Florence and the machine from the Final Fantasy 15 soundtrack. This is Stand By Me on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. You too, Dan. Hmm. Covering Everlasting Love. You're probably mostly familiar with the Gloria Stefan cover of Everlasting Love. I would say that's accurate. And yeah, it's surprising that U2 is doing a song like this. Usually they're, you know, a lot more concerned with political issues and counting to 14 in Spanish and skipping a bunch of numbers. <laughs> That was a reference to Vertigo. <laughs> so I'm sure you've gleaned. It was for a soundtrack. Oh, yes. No it was for Forces of Nature Ooh. in 1999. I feel like that's a Kate Hudson vehicle. Forces, Forces of, of Nature. Nature. It's like a rom-com. Maybe it's a Sandy Bullock. Good old Sandy Bullock. Uh-huh. Ben Affleck. Okay. Mara Tierney. Uh-huh. Steve Zahn. Who doesn't love Steve Zahn? He's great. He's funny. Funny. I'm guessing he's the funny guy in that one next to Ben Affleck. Oh, I thought he'd probably be the brooding lead. <laughs> there have been a couple on this list that I'm like, okay, yeah, you two, Everlasting Love. Everybody knows the original. Everybody knows the Gloria Stefan. But sometimes you run across a song that you didn't know it was a cover, like Superman. Mm -hmm. This next one blew my mind when I found out it was a cover. Soft Cell Tainted Love. It is a cover. Originally done by Gloria. Gloria Jones, who, small solo career, but the biggest thing is she was in T-Rex. Oh, nice. So she was Mark Boland's girlfriend. She was in T-Rex. She released some stuff on her own. Uh, it was a minor hit for her in 1965. And it is very different than the soft cell version. Really? Yes. <laughs> Fewer lasers. <laughs> so yeah, the, the original is really cool because it's kind of got like a Motown feel or something to it. I would like to hear even another cover now of like some of these neo soul groups doing it. Oh, yeah. And doing it more like the original. I mean, I'll go with Leon Bridges just because I think he's dope. Marcus King would do an awesome job with it. Let's you don't do want to hear St. Paul and the Broken Bones? Yes, do it? I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Tainted Love. This is Soft Cell. It's the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, <laughs> uh, 60s covers, and yes, that one was a cover. I am joined by my husband, Dan Richter, who also didn't know that was a I cover. I had no idea. From George Harrison. I remember that song so well when it came out. I clearly remember the music video because it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. He put that out in 1987 for the album Cloud Nine. Mm. Always felt very Elvisy to me, uh-huh. and now I kind of know why, because it was performed by James Ray in 1962. So it would have been exactly the same time that Mm -hmm. Elvis was doing Blue Hawaii and Elvis was huge. It's a cool song. And it 
it's really upbeat and fun. I like the clarification where he says it's going to take money. A whole lot of spending money. Right. It's important that you understand the money I'm referring to is spending money. <laughs> right, exactly. Not keeping money, not saving money. Yeah, spending money. It's going to require spending money. I need money. liquidity. You need a cup. <laughs> what are your assets? Let me see the balance sheet. Right, exactly. You're going to need spending money. Right, exactly. What do we have in the way of petty cash? <laughs> Inevitably, one of your parents will probably try to tell you this guy is one of the Beatles and he did like a bunch of other stuff that's really important. And you're like, I don't care. This, Bring I'm back the talking animals. <laughs> right. Bring back that moose with the sunglasses or whatever. <laughs> Why did the video look like that? <laughs> Be like, I was a formerly very serious artist. This is actually a really good song, but it's up tempo. It sounds. It sounds silly. Right. And we're going to make a really silly music video mm -hmm. almost to like preempt any criticism I might get for this upbeat song from this formerly yeah. folky, serious mm -hmm. person. So anyway, I got my mind set on you. And the original was called I've Got My Mind Set On You. Uh -huh. George Harrison just did Got My Mind Set On You. Smart. It's the 80s. You got to economize, baby. Punch it up. I mean, how is it going to fit on a logo if it's got that extra <laughs> Got three? my mind set on you. Got my mind set on you. To do it. 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 To do it right. There we go. It was the 1980s version of like a chainsaw. <laughs> a what? A chainsaw. We just went from George Harrison to Limp Biscuit. Very quickly. And my work here is done. We will have another mix for you next week, hopefully just as eclectic and weird as this one, and hopefully with another Elvis impression. <laughs> next week we'll have a new mixtape. Until then, thanks so much for joining us. Interrupting all programs. <laughs>